0: In this episode, I'll tell you what kind of fine art photography projects I've been working on lately. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fine Art Photography Podcast. In this episode, I thought I'd tell you what kind of fine art photography projects I've been working on and give some updates about recent developments with my photography art business. I realize that most or all of you listening know very little about me, your humble presenter, as an artist or as a photographer. You most likely chose to listen based on the name of the podcast without any background on me. I have heard from some of you though, and I really enjoy that. So if you want to reach out and introduce yourself, please do. You can email me from my website. You can also send a voice message through my podcast host page over on Anchor. That's at anchor.fm/keith-dotson. You may not know this, but you can also leave an audio message and be featured on the show if you like. Leave a comment, offer a suggestion, make a contribution to the discourse, and maybe I'll put you on the airwaves. As an artist, I've traditionally considered myself a landscape photographer, shooting in strictly black and white with emphasis on macro photographs of nature. But I've also enjoyed shooting anything that catches my eye, architecture, florals, found animal bones, bird's nests, whatever. Over the years, I've also enjoyed shooting abandoned buildings and derelict structures because they're so full of character, texture, and they have such a moving sense of melancholy, mystery, and loss. Lately, thanks in part to a ready supply of these places across the Deep South that are not too far from where I live, I've really been focused on abandoned places. I published a small book of abandoned places photography in 2019, and I'll include an Amazon link in the write-up if you want to check that out. But honestly, since publication of that book, my efforts around abandoned places have only expanded. I sincerely have enough new work for five books about abandoned places now. So that's probably my primary project theme these days, shooting abandoned places. By the way, not long ago, I published a podcast episode about visiting an abandoned little community called Hushbekina. And to my surprise, that has been a very popular episode. If you haven't heard it, go check it out next. In it, I talk to you about my experience being there and shooting that lost little place on a dirt road in the Mississippi Delta. In support of the Abandoned Places project, I've been to the Mississippi Delta several times in the past year, including the aforementioned Hushpikina, but also to Clarksdale, Yazoo City, Natchez, Memphis, Vicksburg, and a lot of little towns you've never heard of. I wander a lot of back roads following my nose to find interesting ruins. I've also been to places across Alabama, to Charleston in the Low Country, to Savannah, Georgia, to Southern Illinois, and all across the state of Tennessee where I live. I log a lot of miles going and finding these places. Over the winter, I went to Texas to shoot West Texas landscapes. I did this because I grew up in Texas, and I get a lot of traffic on my website from people looking for photographs of Texas. I offer quite a few, but it was time for a portfolio update, so I went to Texas. I had never spent much time in West Texas and I had a lot of fun there and published a handful of videos on my YouTube channel of my travels there. One body of work that came out of that trip was a set of mountain panoramas that I'm just crazy about. I shot these on my new Sony a7R 4 and they are capable of being printed extremely large. They're mostly hazy and intensely layered and dramatic. And I just sold my first print from that batch, so that makes me really happy to see that that trip and that effort are beginning to pay off. I also shot quite a few abandoned places while I was in Texas, and these were all lucky finds, nothing I had researched or anticipated. One more thing about the abandoned places images while I'm on the topic, I always do my best to research the history of the building, to learn what it was used for, who lived there, when it was built, whatever I can find. I think that these kind of details enrich the story behind the photographs, but it also gives me fodder for my YouTube channel, which documents my visits to these places. Come and find me on YouTube if that kind of thing interests you. I tend to work concurrently on several projects, and another of mine is this project that I call the Dignity of Work, and it's a set of still life and macro shots of antique hand tools, you know, wrenches and things that working men would have used 75 to 100 years ago. I'm shooting most of these in dramatic low light to give them gravitas, and I work on that project as much as I can. I've gained quite a collection of old antique tools for this project as well, which is kind of funny because I'm not very handy myself. Another ongoing project that's mostly controlled by source material is my leaf skeleton macro series. A few years ago, I began shooting high-resolution macro photographs of leaf skeletons, and I was so happy with the results that I've kept the project going. Finding good leaves is a problem, and I generally find them by accident while walking or hiking. I'll just look down and see one. But if I go intentionally searching, I'll never find a good specimen. Now, business during the pandemic was surprisingly robust overall, mostly because I had some big commercial projects already in the works from the pre-apocalypse days that I was able to work on and finish up during the pandemic. Ironically, it's been during the reopening times that business has been slow. Business dropped off a lot toward the end of the lockdowns and since the economy began to reopen, but I'm sensing that maybe it's turning around again. The bulk of my business as a photographer comes from print sales and image licensing. I sell prints to individual collectors, obviously, but also to art buyers, interior designers, and corporate clients. My licensing business has included art for TV shows and movies. You may have seen my work in Grey's Anatomy or in the TV show Sistas made by Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. But my work has also been licensed for a wide variety of other uses, from book covers to note cards to websites. But this is the really big news. I recently completed a massive project for the University of Kentucky Arts and Healthcare Program. They acquired 32 prints of various sizes for wall art in one of their clinics in the Lexington area. This is a great thing for me, a super large job. And of course, I love the idea that my work will be in a place of healing, but also I hope the photographs are helpful in a setting where there could potentially be some fear or some stress. Well, I know I always have stress when I go to the doctor's office anyways. Big thanks to UK Arts and Healthcare Program for choosing my work for that. I also recently had an image chosen for a wine label, for a varietal of wine being produced by Oak Ridge Wines in Coldstream, Victoria, Australia. My work was selected for this project by Andrew Paoli of the design firm Paoli Smith, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're located in Victoria also. They're very talented and they do incredible work. I used to work for advertising design firms and wine labels were a rare and very coveted design project, so it's really cool to be selected for this project as well. Thanks to Paoli Smith and also to all the individuals who've recently shelled out their hard-earned back sheets for my photographs. Believe me when I say it is humbling and quite an honor when a person in Portland, Oregon, or Atlanta, Georgia, or Memphis, Tennessee, or Fort Worth, Texas, or wherever. Those are all cities I've shipped photographs to in recent weeks. But it sincerely touches me when people make a decision to spend their hard-earned money on my work. It means a lot to me to know that someone is connected with my work that much, that they are committing to it for their home or for their office workspace. The bulk of my sales over the past few years have been for interior design projects in commercial spaces like restaurants or hotels or corporate offices. And guess what? Those people have not been buying much art, at least not for me. So it really has been individual people who have been stepping up to buy from independent artists like myself that have kept me going. Anyways, that's all I got for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this more personal version of the Fine Art Photography Podcast. If you prefer not to hear episodes like this, let me know. Otherwise, I may do periodic updates like this to let you know how my own art and business is progressing in hopes that it might help you with your own. I'll put links to everything I discussed in the description and also on my blog. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.